Hello and welcome to ClassicalPodcast.com. I'm Lou Smoley, and I'm here to tell you that more than 10 years, we have been streaming free programs of classical music not often heard in the concert hall or on other podcasts or radio programs, and this is all thanks to your generous donations. In order to ensure that our unique programs continue, we appreciate your ongoing support. We welcome donations, large or small, and remind you that because we are a nonprofit organization, your contributions are fully tax-deductible. Thank you so much for helping us to make ClassicalPodcasts.com one of the most listened-to websites of its kind in the world. Hello and welcome to Buried Treasure. I'm Lou Smoley, and this program is devoted to the second part of our series on piano music from Spain. Uh, We're going to begin with one of the greatest Spanish composers of the 20th century, but a name that may not be familiar to many of you, Federic Mompo. Mompo was born in Barcelona in 1893, Uh, He was perfectly placed to represent the style of Impressionism in Spain. Born from French stock on his mother's side, Mampo absorbed French culture in his early life and was strongly influenced by the music of Gabriel Fauré, who performed his own music in Barcelona during Mampo's youth. Mampo later studied at the Paris Conservatory, which was then headed by Fauré. After Mampo returned to Barcelona for the remainder of his life, he became a rather remote, somewhat isolated figure among uh, Catalan composers. He seemed to shun the new developments in music, but for many years his works were standard fare among Spanish pianists. We're going to first listen to Mampo's Cansons y Dances, Songs and Dances, a few of them at least. Uh, Mampo loved uh, the Catalan culture, uh, and it was that love of such culture that makes this series of piano pieces one of his most important. For the most part, the series of these pieces um, is organized with a slow piece either dreamy or simply melancholy, followed by a more animated dance. There are 13 in all, but we will listen only to numbers 1, 3, 6, and 12, which we now present uh, in sequence. Uh, Our pianist is Jordi Masso.
We're going to follow up uh, the songs and dances of Mampo with his Fet Montanis, a set of six pieces uh, given one of Mampo's most personal titles, Distant Celebrations, as it were. They were written in between 1920 and 1921 and are celebratory in character. Uh, he witnessed a great deal of, uh, in his youth in Barcelona, uh, and took the culture of that that uh, city to his heart. The familiar bell sounds opened the first piece, marked Calme, alternating with more cheery music. The second piece, Vif, contrasts a melody based on repeated notes with the middle section with a more transparent melody, sounding rather melancholy despite its marking which is gay. Uh, the third piece is based on repeated notes. It contrasts with the fourth piece in a quieter, moody uh, character. Several sections of contrasting characters reflect a noted diversity uh, in the fifth piece, which we're not going to hear. Um, and the, the sixth, uh, is, which we will hear, uh, opens in the style of a dance from Mampo's Cansones y Dances, which we heard at the beginning of the program. The melody returns as if from afar at the end of the piece. 
Mampo seems to enjoy creating a vision of popular fiestas of a bygone era. Again, Jordi Masso to play for us the six pieces uh, that are in this set of pieces entitled Fet Leontanis.
Our next piece, Paiseas, or Landscapes, um, contains three pieces in which Mampo looks back at a distant past. The first of these pieces, La Fuente y la Campana, the fountain and the bells, looks back to Mampo's return to his native land uh, and a walk in the beautiful Gothic quarter of Barcelona with bells chiming at midnight and a virtually fragrant atmosphere. The second piece, Al Lago, the lake, written in 1947, it depicts a pond on the hill of Montjuic in Barcelona. Arpaggios generate a hauntingly impressionistic quality that recalls the texture of Chopin within the context of an impression of daily life. Mampu had a rather special relationship with the region of Galicia, reflected in the last of these three pieces, called Carros de Galicia, or Galician Carts, written in 1960. Dissonant chords at the beginning, in an ostinato form, were inspired by the characteristic creaking of traditional carts that passed through that area. The different sections of the piece alternate the sounds of carts approaching with those in the distance, uh, with fragments of melody as if floating by them. Here again, Jordi Masso.
having heard from landscapes, or at least pieces devoted to describing them uh, in Spain, we're going to take another kind of impressionistic um, visitation uh, in, in a more, uh, if I may say, serene setting with a piece called Impressions Intimis, Planis, Intimate Impressions, Lamentations. Here we'll switch back in time uh, what is, for, to what is possibly Mompo's first work, written when the composer was a mere 17, but finished several years later. The first group contains four planis, or lamentations, the first two of an intimate and delicate nature, the third rather sentimental, and the fourth and last of these pieces, an intense agitato, quite unusual for Mampo's style. This time we'll hear Jordi Mason at the piano.
Another Catalonian composer of the 20th century that deserves recognition was Manuel Blancafort. He was devoted to the cause of nationalism and thus followed in the footsteps, as it were, of Albéniz, Granados, and Defaya, although there is a noticeable Catalonian slant uh, in Blancafort's music. Many of his piano pieces are intimate. He described them as, and I quote, pieces showing my love for the simplicity and the characteristics of our native melodies, unquote. An early period of simple introspection, nostalgia, and what Blancafort called incomprehensible sadness are revealed in the inner melancholy of some of these pieces. We're going to begin with excerpts from two series of piano works. The first is called Country Games and Dances, written between 1918 and 1920, uh, and we're going to hear numbers 7, 8, and 12, uh, entitled A Little Movement, Little by Little, and Very Animated. As a whole, this set reflects Blancafort's more playful, extroverted side and is the basis for much of the folk tune melodies that he uses, uh, particularly those sourced in his native region. Our pianist this time is Miquel Valalba.
The second set of, of piano works that we're going to play is the first book called Intimate Songs. Like Country Games and Dances, written between 1918 and 1920. Uh, in this set, we're going to hear three pieces as well. Um, I should mention that there is a, a characteristic feeling of agitation in many of these songs. So of course, they're songs, only in the theoretical sense. They're not actually sung, but they're song tunes that are used. Each of the three songs has a title, uh, and in sequence they are Quote, I still found withered flowers. The second is called Tears. And the last piece, The Mother Sings and Rocks the Cradle. Again, Miquel Villalba at the piano in the three intimate songs, number one, by Manuel Blancaport.
I couldn't resist including communes or roads, uh, a set of pieces uh, that uh, Blancafort wrote between 1920 and 1923. It's really his first important series of piano works. He put them aside uh, for a time. I think there was a tendency uh, for short, simple pieces, uh, more than ambitious ones, with greater structure uh, in terms of Blancafort's development at this point. Thematic and technical elaboration were intentional developments, but the music still shows the composer's preference for intimacy with a pastoral character. The of four pieces in this set uh, are titled Kami del Solitari, second Kami di Festa Senza Allegria, third Kami del Darer Encontre, and finally Kami da Monte del Turo. These are roads uh, that the composer is describing. And the performer at the piano once again is Miquel Villalba.
Notice how much Debussy was an influence in these piano pieces. The last work of Blancafort's is El Parc de Atraciones, the fun fair, as it is described in English, written between 1920 and 1924 as a series of pieces. Uh, it's probably his most popular uh, work as a, in terms of compilations. There are six piano pieces in this set, and we'll hear four of them. First is Lirgul dels Cavalets, the second Abstractions, the third the Tightrope Walker's Polka, and last Prop del Dancing. All of these fascinating pieces uh, are combined by Blancafort through the influence of uh, an impressionistic uh, kaleidoscope, as it were, uh, with the humor of Les Cis, and they feature Catalanian folklore. Once again, uh, the pianist is Miquel Villalba.
I should mention again that this is a set of pieces that we only heard four uh, uh, from the set. Uh, in El Parque, the park or the, the fair of attractions. Our next composer is one of the most important of Spanish composers of the 20th century, Ernesto Halfter. Born in 1905 and died in 1989, Halfter was as celebrated for his piano music as he was for music in other genres, of which he wrote much. A student of Manuel de Falla, Halfter was also influenced by the music of Scarlatti, uh, which other composers from Spain uh, had uh, uh, been, as it were, under his spell. Uh, there is also uh, an aspect of the Spanish Renaissance that was an influence for Halfter in terms of his studies and his interests, uh, and the music of Stravinsky, Ravel, and again the composers of Les Cis in France were also important influences. We're going to hear two dances um, written by Ernesto Halfter. Uh, they are Danza de la Pastora, the dance of the shepherdess, Danza de la Gitana, dance of the gypsy girl. Both relate to the music of El Amor Brojo of Manuel de Falla, as I think you'll hear. Uh, we'll listen to them now, performed by Paula Coronas at the piano. Music of Ernesto Halfter. <laughs> Thank you. 
Our next composer is not a native of Spain, but was born in Berlin in 1908. I'm speaking of Joachim Ninkulmel. Ninkulmel was the son of a distinguished Cuban composer, Joachim Nin A. Castellanos. Ninkulmel studied in New York and at Paris at the Scola Cantorum, where among others, uh, one of his teachers was Paul Dukas. He also studied at the Paris Conservatory, and later with Manuel de Faya in Granada. Then Ninkumel took up teaching with academic positions in Williams College in the United States, as well as the University of California at Berkeley. No doubt, as far as piano music, his most famous compilation were four volumes, which he titled Tonadas, written between 1956 and 1961. They consist of Spanish dances and songs, which were written in the nationalistic style of De Paia and his fellow nativists. We're going to listen to the fourth and last of these sets, which contains 12 very brief pieces, each of which follows certain stylistic aspects of a named region of the city. And so they are the first dance of the fan and bouquet from Catalonia, second Catalonian polka, third dance of the garden, garlands, also from Catalonia, fourth is another Catalonian dance, uh, Bolangera, the fifth is song of the birds, the sixth country dance, the seventh a peasant song from Leon, the eighth a stick dance from Extremadura, the ninth a jota from Extremadura as well, and the tenth a Basque song from Ras Cangadas. The eleventh piece is also a Basque dance from Ras Cangadas, and finally the last piece is a Castilian jota. We hear then Tonados, Volume 4, the last of four sets um, by the Basque composer Joaquin Ninkumo. The pianist this time is Maria Luisa Cantos.
The Spanish composer from the 20th century, Joachim Holmes, hailed from Catalonia, as did so many Spanish composers uh, in the 20th century. Holmes explored and developed the use of serial technique a la Schoenberg in his music. One of the first Spanish composers to break away from the nationalistic school, Holmes generated his own special modernistic musical character. He studied with the Spanish-born English composer Roberto Gerhard, uh, and Holmes' free use of atonality uh, primarily, I think, focused on the counterpoint in his music, uh, is a, a, a kind of special application of dodecaphonic serial technique, uh, expanding uh, his stylistic range. We're going to start off with variations on a popular Catalan theme by Holmes, written in 1943. Here, Holmes is still in his nationalistic period, uh, and the work took on such popularity uh, that it almost represents uh, the transition, uh, at least for Holmes, between his nationalism and his more modernistic later style influenced by the dodecaphonic school. The piece was later orchestrated in what was to be Holmes' first orchestral work, we're going to hear the original piano version now performed by Jordi Masso. Variations on a popular Catalan theme by Joachim Holmes.
Our next piece by Holmes is his first piano sonata, written a couple of years after the variations we just heard, 1945. Holmes' Piano Sonata Number no. 1 is structurally cohesive work. Uh, it has four movements, which is somewhat unusual uh, for a Spanish sonata at this time. Uh, the scherzo is placed third. Uh, while this owes much to the Romantic tradition, particularly Schumann and Mendelssohn, and it does quote from Liszt's magnificent B minor sonata in the first movement, Holmes' musical language is certainly his own. There are touches of Shostakovich and Prokofiev to zest up the music uh, with something like shivering intensity. There are four movements. They are marked vivace, adagio molto cantabile, allegro scherzando, and allegro. Uh, and we'll hear them performed by Jordi Masso, the first piano sonata uh, of the very important 20th century composer Joachim Holmes.
a somewhat later work uh, is called Between Two Lines. It's a series of pieces written in 1948 that close out Holmes' neoclassical period. A somewhat bucolic atmosphere predominates, but virtuosity is somewhat played down in these rather short, breezy seven pieces put in, in, in a set called Between Two Lines, which I suspect means the stylistic change that the composer was going through at this time. The movements are Allegretto, Andantino, Tempo de Valse, Larghetto, Andante, Vivace, and Tempo de Marcia. Jordi Basso is again at the piano. Thank you. 
Certainly one of the most significant composers to hail from Catalonia in the 20th century was Xavier Monsalvati. His dates are 1912 to 2002. So he virtually spans the whole uh, of the 20th century. He's best known for his vocal works, but he wrote a great deal of piano music, uh, which we'll sample uh, from in a moment. His style integrates a love for dance music, featuring Latin American rhythms with jazz elements, into a predominantly French style of Ravel sprinkled with elements of the Lécis, especially Mio. We're going to listen to first a piece called Sonatine pour Yvette, written for Yvette. Uh, uh, as a, a present to her in 1962, the Yvette being, of course, the composer's daughter. There are three movements, and they are marked Vivo e Spiritoso, the second, Moderato Molto, which is somewhat more somber than the animated first movement, and then lastly, an Allegretto, which is a brilliant rondo, quoting a popular children's song, which I'm sure you'll all recognize. Gordy Masso uh, is at the piano.
The next piece, which really is again a compilation of short pieces, um, called Five Free Birds, it was written in 1997. Originally it was called Five Caged Birds, but the composer decided to retitle the work and thought free was more symbolic of what he was trying to convey. The suite consists of five brief pieces, and they have titles, El Pardal, the Sparrow, El Rossignol, the Nightingale, which features, by the way, a Catalan song about the Nightingale, the third, La Meria, the Blackbird, the fourth, El Pinza, the fifth, El Cucut, the Cuckoo. Uh, here, Messiaen's influence, I think, is notable. And we'll uh, hear this piece, uh, these pieces in sequence, uh, performed uh, by Jordi Masso.
We're going to go on uh, with two short pieces by Mansovati that I think you'll enjoy. The first is an impromptu on general life, if you will, 1996. Uh, it's a short piece, about two minutes in length, and is a recreation of the impromptu number three from 1933, uh, and is offered, in fact, in honor uh, of Manuel de Falla for the 50th anniversary of his death. The closing section contains a quotation from Faya's Nights in the Gardens of Spain. That will be performed by Horty Masso again. Uh, and then we're going to follow that immediately uh, with a work for two pianos called, familiarly, Barcelona Blues. Uh, one of Salvati's piano works strongly influenced by jazz. It's a balletic in, in, in a certain respect, reveals the composer's love of that genre. He wrote, I think, 20 or more ballet scores. Barcelona Blues was written in 1956, but the version for two pianos that we will hear is from 1961. A striking influence of West Indian, especially Cuban music, is apparent here, more so than the strictly jazz elements. The two pianists are Jordi Masso and Manuel Villalba.
Now we'll move along to our next composer, another Catalonian, uh, who produced numerous Spanish compositions during the 20th century, as did his compatriots. I'm speaking of Bennett Casablancas. He was born in 1956. Although his background was strongly influenced by the Schoenbergian school, uh, he has a wide range of stylistic characteristics in his music. He is a very prolific composer, explores his musical development in a wide range of genres. First, let's listen to a relatively early work from 1986, his three piano pieces uh, that we'll be playing, of course, in sequence. This set is one of his most distinguished works of the piano. Intricate polyphony combines with a richness of instrumental color, and there is evident application of the second Viennese school technique. The three movements are marked Larghetto Cartabile, Poco Allegro Quasi Furioso, and the finale Quasi Epilogue Grave. The pianist is Horty Masso.
going to next hear two pieces by Casablancas. First, the third of his three bagatelles, which is a burlesque, and it's played by two pianos, Jorge Masso and Miquel Villalba, and then a scherzo from 2000, uh, very avant-garde, I think, for Casablancas, uh, which I think you'll find very interesting. Uh, so, music of Bennett Casablancas.
although there are many, many more composers from Spain uh, in the contemporary period that we could uh, bring you music of. We're going to close part two in our two-part series with the music of Jesus Rueda, who I think is Spain's most notable contemporary composer. His repertory covers many genres with a substantial number of piano pieces to his credit. His deep studies of such composers as Chopin, Liszt, Ravel, and Prokofiev has a noticeable effect on his musical style, which is not surprising. But Rueda is a thoroughly modern composer whose complex styles is also influenced by jazz and Balinese dance music. A highly individualistic composer, Rueda integrates classical and modern elements in his sometimes terrifyingly intense music, which is as communicable yet as it is sometimes virtually incredible. And I think you'll know what I mean when you hear it. Uh, the first of these pieces is called Mephisto, written in 1999. I think it's a good title because uh, when I first heard it, I thought, well, if anyone could describe Liszt going wild, this is the piece, this is the, the composer to do it, and he did it. The piece is certainly an homage to Liszt, but it's Liszt uh, at the ultimate extreme of his characteristic elements. One might describe the piece as, uh, as well uh, as maniacal, Dionysian certainly, uh, a tour de force for a very skilled pianist. Uh, one is reminded of composers such as Sorabji and Nancaro uh, in the speed necessary for execution and the as I, well, I've made enough of an effort to describe the piece. Now let's listen to it. Uh, Mephisto by Jesus Rueda from 1999.
the pianist Ananda Sukaryan performed the very difficult Mephisto, La Jesus Rueda from 1999. I should mention at least one other piece we're not going to hear, and that's uh, the interludes. There are 24 interludes that Rueda wrote uh, in 2003, which are quite remarkable, and again, combining elements of romantic style, of impressionistic style, uh, and modern style. But instead, we're going to close out the program with a full-fledged and, I think, brilliant work, the Piano Sonata No. 1, Judo, from 1990 through 91. There is clearly influence of Ravel here, but it's a very special kind of influence. Rueda's first sonata is in a single movement, lasting about nine minutes. The title itself virtually gives away the influence of Ravel almost as much as the music itself. A wash in furious swathes of enormous surging and overpowering waves of sound. The music drives one to overwhelming heights. We hear it now performed again by Ananda Sukarlan, the piano sonata number one, Jadur, by Jesus Rueda.
And so with the piano sonata number one by Jesus Rueda, we conclude our two-part series on piano music from Spain. Next time on Buried Treasure, we'll begin a three-part series on uh, English symphonists after Elgar and Vaughan Williams. And until then, this has been Lou Smoley for Buried Treasure. And please don't forget to make a contribution to the website to keep it a free service. Just go to our homepage at classicalpodcasts.com where you can donate any amount through PayPal.